Hello and welcome to No Really I'm Fine. I'm Michael and today I have the absolute pleasure by being joined by Lindsay Germain, who is... I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a laugh because we've 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 recorded this podcast start beginning about 500 times now. So, but no, we'll get there. Lindsay, if you don't know her, is uh, an absolute Liverpool legend. She is incredible actress and comedian, and is known for just being this incredible force of nature who is just absolutely hilarious. So, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I am fine. I'm really well, thank you. And we always start by asking our guests, are they really fine today? So I, I think I've already asked you that, but <laughs> are you really fine? I am, yeah, I'm really fine today. If you asked me two days ago, I probably wasn't, but today, I'm gross. <laughs> it's that new week thing, isn't it? Yeah, new week, new month. Yeah, a new month. Yeah, God, yeah. So it's all going good. And God, it's just like, it's been madness, hasn't it? Because... We have been in lockdown. Is this the 11th week in lockdown now? Um, yeah, but I'm also ahead by a week as well. So I think I'm on my 12th week now because oh. our show closed a week before lockdown happened. And you were doing a show at the Royal Court in Liverpool, which... Um, yeah, I was doing I- uh, P. Price is Dead. So we'd done three shows and we were on the Monday show just before press night and uh, we got closed down. You kind of go, oh, it won't happen to us. We're scousers. We'll just get on with it. It'll be fine. We're actors. They won't shut us down. Yeah, get out. It's like, oh, okay. I'll clean <laughs> the dressing room. Whatever. <laughs> I've left off of it there. <laughs> oh, really? You just left everything there? Yeah. Nearly oh, enough. It was because I, I I had tickets for the press night on the Wednesday, and then it was I was absolutely good because where we work at the Echo, obviously Pete uh, Pete Price comes into our offices a lot, and he's always he was like, "Oh, this is the best show we've done! Absolutely hilarious!" He said he was absolutely rolling around the floor of laughter in in this show. It's supposed to be absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a brilliant show. We work so hard, and it's it's a bit of a farce as well. So, and it's quite fast. And the whole thing revolves, and um, so we worked really hard. And then, well, as any shows us, Jeremy, but this was particularly a good challenge. And then to do three shows and then go, yeah, get out. It was like, ah, oh, all the hard work. Fingers crossed it's back in October because they've left the set up. So um, we'll just go in and give it a spruce. Fingers crossed that for October. Um, how long did you been rehearsing for that show? So we rehearsed it for three weeks. Um, so it was like a hard slog. Because, um, you know, it, it's a great show. And Stephen Fletcher, who directed it, rewrote bits of it as well. And, um, you know, it was Leanne's baby, Leanne Campbell. Uh, but Stephen worked hard on it, as did all the cash. You know, we all put our own bits into it, like we always do at the World Course. So we kind of came an ensemble piece that we just went, right, come on. This is ours. Let's show how great this show is, you know. And, uh but those who came to see it loved it and were coming back as well. And it was selling really well, so. And, and the reason I wanted you to get on was because the lockdown happened, but that didn't stop you, did it? Because I've just seen all over Facebook, you know, on the Royal Court's Facebook page, on your own, all over these groups and pages across the whole of Merseyside, you've been keeping us happy and entertained for the last 11, 12 weeks. So actually, you know, it's been... Really nice to actually just see how much love. Tell us a bit about what you've been doing. <laughs> so, um, so it started off, I have my own dance school, and it's a little tiny dance school in Netherly. 
and I have about 30 children there every Saturday. And when the schools got closed, I suddenly thought about them and I thought, right, the dance school's closed as well. Their main school's closed. What are my babies going to do? Because everyone comes to my school as one of my babies. What are they going to do? They're not going to see me and I'm not going to see them. And I was absolutely devastated and I thought, right, on Saturday I'm going to get up and say, get up with me and we'll do a wake and shake in the morning. So that's how it started. It was a Saturday morning and I got up and all my babies came on with their families and we did a live on Facebook. And, you know, we did wake and shake and we had a bit of fun. Um, and now 12 weeks later, it's gone berserk. It's like wake and shake every single weekday now. Saturdays I've binned off, uh, but it's every weekday morning at 11 o'clock live. And I do wake and shake. And then I also, I've got to keep busy. I'm an Aries, so we always like to do new things. And one thing I wanted to do was I have a little girl who's deaf in the dance school. Um, so I wanted to communicate with her better. So I thought, right, well, I've got time off now. I'll learn uh, BSL, British Sign Language. So I enrolled in a course, done the course. Um, and so now I teach the kids on my wake and shake how to sign. And we're doing sing and sign. So we've learned five songs as well. So I'm just so proud. But there's more adults now than kids. So it's just brilliant. But I suppose that's really, it's really nice thing because, you know, when you say about there being adults and kids, because people are looking for new and different ways to keep themselves entertained. And like, you're doing that so well. Like, what, like, have you had really good feedback from everything? Yeah, I mean, one of, one of the uh, families put me up for um, the Granada Reports Unsung Hero Awards. And I've had flowers, you know. But the most rewarding thing for me is when the kids send me a video of them signing signing a song and that blows my mind I'm just like ah oh, you know look what they can do um you know even my mum and dad they're on it they're signing and my my sister-in-law's mum she's deaf so it's lovely that when we do meet back up with um, Joyce that we can communicate better with Joyce as well um and I think it should be a life skill I've always thought that sign language should be a life skill but yeah, I was going to say that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be, it'd be so great to actually see that in schools as well because my my mum she um she can do sign language. She does it for her work, and like you know, and it is such like it is such like a transferable like really good skill. So actually, do you, I mean that isn't that a really good thing to actually say? Let like, you know with your lockdown, if you're on lockdown, try and do something new. I mean, obviously, you how hard did you find it to learn? I didn't. I found it so easy. Um, the the, the BSL website you know, when at the start of lockdown, they were doing a, the, the course with a minimum of three pounds. So I think it's like 20 quid or something, but it was like a minimum of three pounds. And it was like, I was telling everyone, just get on it, get on it. And I say to my babies, if you can do your ABCs, you can communicate now with somebody who is hearing impaired. You just tell them that you've got to take it slow, but you can communicate. And we learn the basics of Makaton, you know, hello, how are you? And, uh, my name and so yeah the kids love it the macaton's like the simplified version isn't it for, for for kids yeah and 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 like like this is obviously such like a lovely positive thing to do was there anything that was telling you that you must do it or you was it just because you were saying before you're an aries and just wanted to do it <laughs> i just wanted to learn how to sign you know especially for this little girl that i've got i wanted to it, it killed me when i was in class and i was you know apart from selling her to stop and that she was good that was it. 
you know, and I'd have to keep running out and saying to her, mum, can you come and tell her, you know, that we're going to do it again, that we're going to want it. And I didn't want that. I want to tell her, I want to have the conversation with her. I want to have fun with her like I have fun with the other kids. And I wanted the kids to do that, for the children to come back and be able to talk to her as well as, and understand what she's saying to them. And it'll take us a long time, obviously, together, but they know the basics, um, you know. And for them to go back to school and say, what have you done during lockdown? And they'll say, I learned how to sign. I can, I can sign, take that shine. I can sign, you know, uh, Bob Marley's, um, what's it called? Three Little Birds. And that's great. I saw, you know, I saw that one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm made up. I'm so happy for them. I should say for those people, we have a lot of listeners that come from around the UK. So that, you know, obviously won't be Liverpool focus so if people who aren't from Liverpool why don't you tell us a little bit about your story who you are because I as, as far as I'm concerned this is a very small thing in what you do for the people of Liverpool you do so much you know in lots of different ways you know through the stage your little school from the school that you have all of this different stuff you do so much for Liverpool I think and you are you know you know rightly so uh, uh, one of those Granada unsung heroes so why don't you tell us a little bit about your story about how you sort of got into doing what you were doing and became one of those really sort of household panto names of Liverpool <laughs> I, was, I was like I was like if you make it in the panto in Liverpool you, you're absolutely set aren't you <laughs> I know and I, I'm lucky enough I've been in the Royal Court this well fingers crossed it happens this year this is my 12th year at the Royal Court for Christmas which is amazing you know and I thank God and thank thank me lucky stars that you know I get to go back every single year which is good but um I started off like everyone else went to college trained um, and then flunked college because I got a job as an actor. So I was like, yeah, getting off. So I went and done a play. Um, and I always wanted to be an actress through school. And my drama teachers told me, mum and dad, she's got a flair for this. And she's she's quite funny. She's very quick. And then I thought, yeah, it'd be dead easy just to be an actor. <laughs> now I'm 48, learning lines are so, so much different from when I was 18. <laughs> um, and then I was lucky enough to get cast on a show called Night Collar. Um, which was written by Jimmy and Tony and uh, Fairlong and Power. And they cast me in that. And it was on the Royal Court before Kevin Fearon took over. And that kind of made me a little bit of a household name in Liverpool because I played these mad, wacky characters, Dead Loud and Brass. And, um, and yeah, so that kind of put my name on the map. It was through them. And then it just kind of snowballed. And then Lost Soul came about by Dave Kirby. So I am... Now, one of the regulars of the Royal Course, thank, thank me stars, which is good. Um, but prior to that, you know, I also sang in the club for years. That was to get me equity card. I, I went and sang at that time. You had to do that. Um, so I went and sang in the clubs for years and then got into comedy through Pauline Daniels. She, We were doing uh, Tuppence Across the Mersey at the Empire. And they were looking for Merseyside's funniest, or Britain's funniest woman. And... This was in 2004, and she said to me, you should enter that, go and, go and do stand-up, you're going to do 10 minutes. And it was Joe Riley from The Echo who had got into Tripoli and said, they can't find any Scouts women to enter this competition. She said, you go and do it. I said, Pauline, I couldn't do stand-up. She'd just go and tell stories about your kids, like what you do here. So I'd go into rehearsals, tell stories about the kids, about Darren, and, you know, um, that the diet started at 9 o'clock and I blew it by half past 10. <laughs> stupid things um, you know 
And then I did, I wrote a set, which had to be 20 minutes. And it was in uh, the slaughterhouse in Liverpool, was the, was, the, uh, was the gig. And all the cast from Southern came and Pauline came as well. And I went on and I didn't account for people laughing because I thought they're not going to laugh. So I did half of my set because they laughed that much. And, uh, and I won Merseyside's Funniest Woman. So I won it for Merseyside. And then my second gig was the Comedy Store in London. Uh, so it was a bit like, who is she? Because this is only her second gig. You know, they'd all been doing it for years. And then um, I came third in that. So that was fine. Do you know what I mean? I was fresh meat, you know. And then that kicked off from there. So I'd done stand-up for a while. But, it, Michael, it used to make me sick. Physically vomit at the thought of going out and being on my own, doing my own material. And it was Drew Schofield. I was talking to Drew, and he said, how's the stand-up going? And I said, Drew, it makes me physically sick. And he went, to, what, what the bloody hell are you doing it for then? And I thought, yeah, you're right. Stopped for a while, and then the green rooms got in touch in Liverpool, uh, the lads who ran it, Richard and Simon, and they said, uh, you're still doing stand-up? We're looking for female comedians. And I went, no, but I want to get back into it. Um, so I got back into it, and now I've been doing it now for about seven years. Yeah, seven years non-stop. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. I love it. But apart from that, you know, I still teach, and you've got to. You know, I still teach. I teach special needs as well. Um, on a Thursday, I teach them dance and drama, and, and that's one of my... Uh, if they say which is the best job that you do, that would be up there. That's one of them. So rewarding. Teaching them is so rewarding. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting what you were saying about it making you sort of feel sick. Like I, I, like when you're sort of an actor and things like that, I suppose when you're doing a show, you've got other people to bounce off of. And I know that like when I do my shows and things like that, that if I've got someone to bounce off of, I just go so much better. But doing it on your own is just so, so much more daunting, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's also because you're doing your own material. If someone had, if you'd wrote me and gone, yeah, go on there and say that, I'll do it. Because it's my material. Is it funny? Is it just funny to me? And people are now sitting there going, right, go on, make me laugh then, because you're a comedian. It's not like you're an actor who's going to be funny. You've built yourself as a comedian, so make me laugh. But touch words, people laugh. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you just, it just, I just, I just think because when, whenever I've seen you, it's just so you're just so infectious and relatable i think that's like that's the big thing that that's the big strength i suppose <laughs> I think I just be myself you know and i treat i always used to say when i used to gig even as a singer um if i don't enjoy myself then why should you if i'm stood there just singing a song there's no enjoyment whereas if i'm kicking my legs and messing about like i would if i was out with you in superstar boudoir or out dancing anywhere <laughs> then, yeah that's what we need to be doing <laughs> i talk about superstar boot going to superstar boudoir on this podcast far too much like this is probably the third time in the last couple of weeks that i've mentioned going to that club <laughs> look that's the only time me and you see each other <laughs> 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 but but the thing is uh, it's interesting about comedy because they you know obviously we're a mental health podcast and 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 laughter is absolutely infectious and you and there's something about laughing that just makes you so you know you feel like you're in a great place and 
it's interesting. I've always wanted to get a, a comedian on our podcast, and I think we've 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 I've never really got there yet to getting someone on to talk about. You see on the in the media and things like that that comedians uh, sort of have a correlation between doing co- comedy and there being them being quite depressed. I know there's been quite a few that have spoken about that. I don't. This is obviously putting you on the spot a little bit. I don't know if you've ever had any experience with sort of with seeing that comedians have a sort of mental health issues as well. So I don't know if that is anything you've ever come across before. Um, Not as a comedian. I mean, the last few weeks, um, I I do Weight Watchers and we have a virtual group and, uh, and we do it on Zoom and there's so many classes and it's brilliant and I love it. And they said one thing the other day and they said, if there's anything you've learned from being on the virtual Zooms, what is it? And my thing is, and I've never had this before, is, and I put up, um, it's okay not to be okay. Because I've been on that Zoom with them, them ladies and gentlemen since lockdown began. And I think I've cried about three times. And I've never done that in my life. You know, I'd, you know, when you're with your best mate, you go, oh, I ate some or whatever. And you get over it. Or you go, oh, I'm dead fat with me. And you get over it. But it's... I've had highs and I've had lows, and the, and the lows have been low enough for me to be upset, you know, that I've gone, yeah, I've completely lost it, I just don't know what I'm doing, I can't be bothered, I've got no motivation, uh, I just want to sit there, I don't want to do anything. You know, my husband said to me the other week, you know, you could have wrote a new play by now, and I was like, I've just got no motivation to write a new play, or to write more stand-up, or it's just not there, and then I think, come Monday, that's the other reason that I do Wake and Cheek. Because on a Monday, I've got to get up and I've got to get dressed and I've got to go in that garden and I've got to go and shake my touche for them kids because all the kids are waiting and I will never let them down. So that's another good thing that I do for I do for them and I do it for me, that it keeps me motivated, it keeps me going, it keeps me ticking over. Because I don't know where I'd been if that would have snowballed, if I didn't have Wake and Cheek and story time that I do at 7 o'clock to say goodnight to them then, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. It's interesting you mentioned about um, doing Weight Watchers. We had an episode a couple of weeks ago, which I did, um, where we were talking about staying body positive during the, the lockdown. And I think like that has come, I, I'm absolutely sick to death of seeing posts on Facebook or wherever about, oh, after this lockdown, we're going to be a size 500 or whatever. And it's like, well, so what? Like, you know, I like I feel, I feel like a sort of, I don't know what you think, but I think that right now, we're in this such a weird time. So it doesn't actually matter what's going on. Let's use this time to have a bit of a reset about this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, completely. You know, uh, for me, like my daughter, my daughter is so body positive, you know, and she's instilled a lot of that into me. We've had loads of discussions about it. Um, you know, that we've watched people or we've seen people and I've gone, yeah, but she just needs to cover up that bit or this or her arms. And she goes, why? So she's taught her generation, your generation has taught me a lot. Um, and, you know, I've had women on going back to Wake and Shake again on Wake and Shake who have gone, I get off because you're up. You know, I'm not a size 10, 12, but I'm not even an 18, I'm a size 22. And if I'm getting up and shaking my butt in the garden with a little vesty top on and my shorts, then so can you. And it makes other people feel better. You know, in the shows, people have come 
um, women have come and said, you know, thank you for making me feel sexy because you make me feel sexy because you look great and you carry yourself. And I have always been body confident, but there are times when you go, you know, like now, and I do need to lose a bit of weight now because my knees are going and my back's killing me. And it's like, it's all down to weight. And it is. But then the, the difference is, is that you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, completely. Not for anybody else. It's doing it for me, for health-wise, you know. But I'm, you know, I'm a size 22. I am as fit as a fiddle. We were talking on our little... um chat i was talking to Gemma, uh who's over host and i said i said Lindsay's just doing jumping jacks at the minute so i don't think she's going to be free to do the podcast right now <laughs> oh i wish i could do a jumping jack and knock myself out <laughs> um, no. is, is there anything else with the lockdown that you've i don't know if there's any sort of i hit i keep saying this uh but is there any the thing that you've learned that we haven't touched on so far during the lockdown that's been keeping you going, keeping you positive, aside from the wake and shakes and everything else like that? Do you know what? It's, I've just done what I've been told to do, and, and most of my family have. Um, it's it's told me to be take time off for me, uh, so that my family needs to take time off for them, for each other. You know, that you always go, uh, we'll definitely go for a drink on Thursday, definitely meet you for lunch, and then you go, oh, we'll definitely do it next month then. Just do it. Just do it, you know. Um, and part of me thinks, you know, that the planet has also gone, whoa, hang on a minute, you're destroying me. And I need time to recuperate and I need time. And that's what I explained to my babies, you know, our planet needs to recover, you know, and look after itself and recuperate and, and then it'll be fighting for it and it'll get a bacteria. But at the moment, we're still leaving all kinds of rubbish on beaches and parks, which drives me insane just take your rubbish home, you know, you know, but our oceans are clearer and everything else and the sky's bluer and the sun. Thank goodness for this weather. You know, we've been so lucky with the weather. But um, yeah, to be honest with you, sometimes I actually like it. I like being in lockdown. There's no guilt of feeling, oh, I need to be there by one o'clock. Oh, I need to get to there. Oh gosh, I've got to get to the easels. Oh, I've got to get... I've got to get to shopping in. I've got to, and rushing like a hundred miles an hour, doing six thousand jobs, which is what us actors do. To actually go, shall I have me tea then? <laughs> <laughs> but is it because it's like that? That it's interesting because people say that that having a routine can lead to anxiety and 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 you know a, a cause of stress and and actually and I one of my biggest causes of anxiety I I have is when I when I'm traveling I hate trains I hate going on trains because I just because you have to be there in that moment so actually that's a really nice way of looking at it you've got a really nice time to go I haven't got this set routine I don't need to be there for that time which is actually a really nice way of thinking about it there's no guilt. There's, I mean, I did, in the beginning, I did feel guilty. Sit, like we went, to, um, I saw friends on Saturday with social distance and we popped around just to say hello because you haven't seen them. And um, I felt guilty sitting in the garden thinking, oh, I should be doing something, something, write something or, you know, get on a live or do, and then just go, no, don't do nothing. Just sit and be and just let your brain rest. You know, and look after you, and that's the main thing, isn't it? First few weeks, I was like on an all-inclusive without a wristband. <laughs> it moves, I ask it. 
Like, oh, let's have a English. Come on, get up. <laughs> yeah, I was like that because I went back to my. I'd been I'd been living up at my mum's, and then it was like on Saturday morning. I, I actually I will admit I, I rang her from upstairs and said, oh, "Any chance for breakfast in bed?" <laughs> Did she do it? She did. <laughs> That's sad. She, yeah, she only did it. She only did it once. Too. She only did it once. It was a one-off. Yeah. Just the once. That's all. I've also seen you've also been doing other videos, uh, not on Wake and Shake, but one thing that's come out is is this big sense of community, and I've seen a big the bit I'm a member, and you're obviously much more of an active member than me, but you do the the Virtue uh, pub in Liverpool, which was set up. It's so interesting that everyone's just gone to doing like pub quiz stuff on on like Facebook now. It's all I see. I know, we, we do a family quiz, quiz on a Friday, though it's better, but we do a family quiz on a Friday night. And then every other Saturday, um, I do the Liverpool Virtual Pub, which is now christened it the Virtue. Um, for, and it was set up by Paul McAvoy and Laurie and um, a couple of their friends, I think just so that everybody could get together and they have acts on through the night. So it starts at seven o'clock and you have an act right the way through to about 11. Um, and basically I'm in my back room with all my gear set up, bit of a frock on, bit of a lipstick, you know. And uh, yeah, do a little bit of a set, singing, making people laugh, aqua aerobics. I, I, I was just about to say, I've seen you do aqua aerobics and I was wetting myself, absolutely See, it was so funny. But there's like that Facebook page has got, I think, is it like 100,000 people in it, I think, nearly? Oh, it's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. There's so many people on it. They've done so well. And it's all for charity. Uh, it's for the Melling volunteers. And then each week they'll swap the charity. So this weekend was for Claire. The weekend just gone was for... Claire's house. Claire house. Yeah. Yeah. For Claire house. So, yeah. Um, and I like doing that. And a lot of people have come and said, can you come and do ours? Can you do this, that, you know? And it's nice that I've got, and I don't mean no disrespect, but I've gone, no. Because I could spend every day doing a gig and you'd feel guilty on others. And Paul came to me first and Laurie is a friend. So I said, right, I'll do yours, but I'm not doing nowhere else. It's a good point because you get that, it, it's like screen fatigue. Because I sit, I sit like with my work, I mostly sit on the computer. So I've got one screen to my left and one screen to my right. And I'm just constantly, I've, I've been up since, on this since six o'clock this morning. And it's now two o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't stopped. I've had my lunch here. And like, I suppose giving yourself that break is really important. Yeah, you need to. And also to let other people get on, you know, put other acts on. You don't need to see me every week. <laughs> but then I do get messages going, are you on this weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, the, we're now sort of in this weird situation where they're starting to unlock the lockdown a little bit in different bits and bobs and obviously i it i i really hate this because obviously we obviously know that we we both do theater stuff it's it sounds like theater is going to be one of the last places to open which is obviously a massive upset to to well to me i don't know how you've been feeling about sort of how your next steps are going to be trying to get back to some form of normality if that even is a thing yet and, uh, you know, God knows, you know, we were hoping to do You'll Never Walk Alone and that got cancelled and then Mamma Mia's just got cancelled. Um, and so P-Price is the next one, which is October. So everything at the Royal Court has now stopped till October. And fingers crossed that will go ahead. But then, you know, we're talking about the whole um, 
how do you social distance in a theatre? You know, you're all going to go in together. You're all going to leave together. You're all sitting by each other. Even if you do every two seats or whatever, you're still going to go to the toilet in the interval. You're still going to the bars. You're still going to the kiosk. And I don't know how it's going to work. I really don't. Um, Maybe we need one of them big machines that when people walk through, you get sprayed. And when they have like that mad cow disease, and you're yeah. going through, <laughs> sprayed everyone. I don't know. And it's so sad because it's like, you know, especially for like the like of the West End and Broadway, because that is all tourist related. Um, so they rely on the tourists. The Royal Court doesn't. We just rely on the people of Liverpool, Merseyside, uh, you know, over on the wheel, from all over. So there are, do you know what I mean? So we don't rely on the tourists that much, but we still need to open. And I think people are, are ready for the to be open, but I just don't think it can at the moment. You know, and the whole, you know, oh yeah, you can all go out now. You can all go to and travel somewhere and do your exercise. No. Yeah, and, and you know, for me, I don't believe that, you, you know, we should be traveling to the beach or to parks or... Then just stay in your own area, walk around the block, what we were doing in the beginning, you know, Spain and France, completely locked down. We never did. We never completely locked down. You know, airports were still open, boats were still coming in. It's like, no, it's, I just think it's too early. I think until we get to the double figures of like, oh, we only had 76 today or mm. 54 then let's move forward there. I suppose what a lot of the people have been finding is that it, it's been a, a real struggle to, you know, like if I if I had been in the last 11 weeks, been in this little flat, which isn't, you know, it's a, a little a little f- f- living room, kitchen and bedroom, I, you know, I would have gone mad, you know, like <laughs> I'm already mad, but like, you know, I would have gone even more mad. But do you think that the theatres and things like that, do you think we're actually going to get the support the support we need as well, because that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, is the role, you know, are the, is the role caught and, you know, are you getting any support? Nothing at all. You know, I'm quite lucky that I've got a husband who, who works and still gets paid because he works, you know, and I've got two grown up kids. Mm. So, you know, we are fine. Um, we are, we're great. You know, the Royal Court do what they need, whatever they've done, they've done what they needed to do financial wise. Um, but, you know, and they're okay at the moment, but, they will need to open at some point because, you know, things do have to get paid like every other business, you know, it will need to move forward. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this on too much of a downer because obviously I know we're, I know we're not there yet, but you know, I don't know if you want to share anything else uh, just to sort of, we close up that sort of, if there's one thing that you can think off the top of your head that's been keeping you entertained um, obviously, we've talked about the wake and shake stuff, but apart from that, that's been keeping you entertained during the lockdown. What what has it been? Um, I, I love there's a couple of things that I've watched. I keep watching. Um, there's a, a guy called John May. He's an actor, and he has done um, a full soap by himself on Facebook. Um, called and it's now he's doing another series called Corona Kerry. And so it was all about being locked down, the coronavirus. And it's absolutely brilliant. Look, get on his wall. He's called John May. It's brilliant, hilarious, all scouses. Um, so John's kept me entertained. And there is a lovely young lady. I'm going to give her a mention. Her name's Courtney Powell. And she did a whole weekend for Claire House. And it was mm. called Courtney's 
um, big Claire House party couple of weekends ago and it was like the live aid of Merseyside and she had acts on from like 10 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night for two days her and her dad James Franklin put it together and Courtney is amazing she goes to Claire House herself for respite and stuff and she wanted to raise money for them she wanted to raise 200 pounds and in a whole weekend she raised over 20,000 pounds oh my god so this little girl deserves an award. She deserves a local hero award. She's amazing. Wow. Um, and every day, she keeps everyone going. She'll do uh, keep face at 12 o'clock on her wall. And then of a weekend, she'll sing as well. On a Saturday afternoon, her dad sets his gear up and she gets on and sings. So, Courtney, if you're listening to this, you've kept me going. She's a little a ray of sunshine. She is. She's amazing. There's I just think the, the big thing about this is there's just that you seem to have, and as so many people have, but I know there's so many people that haven't found this really nice way of of using social media really positively and being like, let's use this as a bit of a, a rock bed to do something really positive. Um, and, you know, everyone else keeps you going, you know, little messages, little things that people put up on Facebook, little videos, little blogs of people. Um, and, you know, even people who go, not having a good day today, then you go, right, they'll be inundated with people going, you know, you're okay, pick it up, it's fine, do you need anything, what can we do? Um, the Royal Court also did that, you know, they, they dished out phone numbers to actors, crew, people who worked in the building, and we rang some of our Wednesday afternoon club members uh, just to see if they were all right and how they were getting on. So well done, the Royal Court, for that. That was very good. So, yeah, but just keep them busy. Trying to stay in, keep busy, getting the garden done, you know. <laughs> just taking it one day at a time, isn't it? That's it. You've just got to take it one day at a time. Just think, here we go again. And I always say, every morning we get up, we're another day closer to getting out. Lovely way of thinking about it. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. I, I knew we, getting you on was just going to be great because you're just so lovely and just a ray of sunshine in this lovely 27 degree heat or whatever that we're living in at the minute gorgeous isn't it this weather we're so lucky don't forget your sunscreen by the way very <laughs> important especially you men as well get that know, sunscreen I've, I've on bent, your I've bent my nose get that sunscreen on you know what it's just we're going to be fine and we're all going to come through this and our theatres will be full again and our pubs will be full again you know if anything that's come out of it is for my me personally it's brought my community closer together um that we all now see each other and speak to each other and you know go hi are you all right we've got a little facebook wall saying right i'm going to the shops anyone needs anything and um so that's nice that you know i think communities will stay together and i hope when you do walk on go on your walk and people are saying hello that that will stick around as well we won't just like bombard past each other no, I've, no, I've noticed that as well. Like, I've noticed people, have, when you see, when I've seen people out with the dog, people would be like, oh, hello. And it's like, you never did, people never said that before. No, no. Morning. I feel like I'm on realities. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have the fish. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> but keep laughing because laughter is the best medicine. It kicks off so many chemicals in your body and it makes you feel good. So if you're feeling a bit blue, Watch your favourite comedy box set. Or get on Wake and Shake with me and have a laugh. 